Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Woven in Truth podcast. Thank you for hanging out with me today. I am Mallory Meltrepost, your host, and today this episode's a little bit different. I'm actually going to play you guys this phenomenal recording. Amberjeet Tolifer is our featured speaker. She's incredible. She was on the podcast about a year and a half ago. She did an episode called Hope in Every Season. And this woman and this episode has given me hope in every season. I've listened to it probably six times at least in the last 18 months in just different little seasons or things I was going through. And I just love her faith. I love her perspective. And I love the way this woman lives and loves scripture. So anyways, I had invited her to speak for my local women's ministry. We did a little midweek called Faith Forward from Anxiety to Possibility. And we were honored that she agreed and she did a great job. So I wanted to share her with you guys. So please enjoy Amberjeet Tolliver. I guess that's my cue. Um, it is really an honor to be with all of you tonight uh, in San Diego. I, I have to admit, you know, here in Texas, I'm sure you guys hear all about us and our news. I mean, everything's open, right? A hundred percent. But in a lot of, um, in a lot of the places, everybody's still wearing masks and still socially distanced and, uh, so uh, we, uh, my son and daughter-in-law live in LA and they were here over the weekend for a wedding and it was so strange to them, right? To be in a group of people. I mean, it was, it was really, really strange for them. So um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a crazy time, right? Um, it, like I said, it's an honor. Mallory, thank you so much for asking me to be with everybody tonight. And I just pray that the things that I share with you from my own life, from the things that I'm experiencing will be an encouragement to you. Uh, what a year we've had. Mallory gave me this, you know, faith, faith forward from anxiety to possibilities, which is really quite a, an epic <laughs> title a little bit. Um, and uh, I just want to say for all of you that actually have anxiety and a mental health way. Um, I pray that these things encourage you, but please continue to see your health professional. Uh, that just, I don't for a moment pretend to be a mental health professional. And uh, all of you that deal with anxiety on a daily basis and did before COVID, you have my supreme um, and extreme respect. And uh, I can't, you know, I don't live where you live, but I appreciate you being faithful. I appreciate you living with that on a daily basis. But so we're going to talk about faith forward from anxiety to possibilities. And I don't know if they, you guys did it in San Antonio. I mean, in San Diego, that gets confusing, right? We've got all the San Antonio, San Diego. We're all, uh, we all were started uh, by missions of the Catholic church here in, in the Southern part of the United States. But um, our international women's day was uh, for such a time as this, right? And so, you know, it's Esther 4. We're all really familiar with the passage. Talk about major anxiety levels. I mean, she's going to have to save the entire Jewish nation. Uh, um, she doesn't really want to at first. Mordecai says, look, you're in the right 
place at the right time. But if you don't do it, God's going to figure out something anyway. Um, and she changes, right? She, um, she really adjusts to this new reality of hers. I mean, Esther, I don't know if you've ever studied it in any, um, I, I remember years ago realizing it's actually somewhat of a creepy story. Um, we've got a guy trying a different person out every night and figuring out it's Esther. He want, I mean, it's a, it, it's a bit, it's a bit disturbing um, on, on a lot of different levels, but God definitely has her there, right? Her beauty becomes a talent that God uses to save the Jewish nation. And she ends up being an incredibly courageous person. I don't know how you feel, but here's how I have felt lately. Um, I'd really rather for such a time as that. I haven't really liked this recently i don't know how you feel um you know like we said i mean esther was afraid and rightfully so mordecai is unmoved and he's sad he's lamenting he's faithful and she changes i don't know here's an honest feeling that i have sometimes especially in what we've all been through in the last 12 months i got, i get a little tired of epic stories I, I just feel like day-to-day is really hard. I don't really need epic. I need to get through the next 24 hours or the next hour, or the next, if I've got young, if you have young children at home and you've been homeschooling and doing your full-time work, you might need, you might think, I, I don't really need an epic story. I just want to know how to get through the next five minutes. Um, and that's honestly how I felt a lot recently is I don't want for such time as this. I really want that. I really want something else. Um, I mean, like I said, what a 12 months it's been. I, I, I don't, I, I don't sometimes want to be where I am right now. I'd love to tell you, Oh my goodness, my quiet time. I'm just, I'm here's where I am. And, and I'll share some scriptures that have been really encouraging to me, but if you're feeling that way, I don't, I want you to know you're not alone. I think a lot of us in the last 12 months don't want epic. We just really want day to day. We want to know how do I, how do I manage this? How do I maneuver these, these difficult times? Um, It's hard. And at times I'm really tired. Um, I'm crying or nervous or anxious or pain or hurt or fear. Um, A couple of weeks ago, uh, I had a day where I couldn't talk, literally couldn't talk about anything. Um, I mean, it could be taking out the trash. It could have been something completely um, neutral. Uh, and I just would cry. I, I just, it was a really hard week. And I really, a lot of times went for such a time as that. I don't really want this. I don't know what your that is. I don't know what your this is, where you are right now, um, what you rather. I mean, sometimes I wish my life would be easier or I want somebody else's job or I want less pain and less hurt and less loss. I, 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 I felt that way. I'm, it's easy to feel that way from time to time in our lives anyway, right? I mean, that's not a new thing. Um, th- this isn't heaven yet. It's not going to be all wonderful but wow in the last 12 months i don't know what you've been through i'm sure some of you on this zoom uh, call have lost people dear to you you've uh, lost 
people maybe spiritually or physically or family members or we feel disconnected and it's really hard and i think a lot of times we want for such a time as that i don't know what your that is a couple weeks ago we lost one of the um, main women's ministers in our church in abidjan in west africa mike and i were in africa for uh, 14 years uh, working in different churches and she died and you know, you can look at those kind of situations and you think it was, it was pointless. I mean, it was, it, it was COVID, but the, the steps that they took, they didn't need to take. And it was just tragic. Huguette had a, has a 15 year old and a nine year old, 15 year old son, nine year old daughter. And you, you just get sometimes to the point where I'm just tired of the loss. I don't want this. I don't, want this um i mean we all could make a list tonight and some of you your list would be much more heart-wrenching and a lot more lost than i've experienced but i want to encourage you with um this passage from psalm 107 um it says some went out to sea on the sea in ships they were merchants on the mighty waters they saw the works of the lord his wonderful deeds in the deep for he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves they mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths in their peril their courage melted away maybe you felt that way right they reeled and staggered like drunkards they were at their wits end then they cried out to the lord in their trouble and he brought them out of their distress he stilled the storm to a whisper the waves of the sea were hushed they were glad when it grew calm and he guided them to their desired haven let them give thanks to the lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for humankind let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders it's a wonderful passage from psalm 107 of course psalm 107 talks about some went out uh, some were rebellious some wandered away and this passage this this section is about someone out to sea and often sea can be a metaphor for our lives that storms happen and i think some of the things that that are hard for us, especially those of us that love to plan. Um, I don't know what you're like. Um, I usually have my seat assignment on a plane six months before we even take off, right? So maybe you're in that crowd. Maybe you're like, hey, I'm just going to show up at the airport and whatever I get is great. Um, but, you know, life cannot be tamed by our management skills. And that's a hard truth. Um, and if we're on our own, and we're in these storms, it can be really hard. Um, and I think what was so, it's so wonderful about that passage is learning to lean on God moment by moment, because no amount of planning, like I said, is going to stop the storms from coming. We don't live in heaven yet. I was watching some videos on um, storms in the North Atlantic and whoa, I mean, I'm glad I wasn't on the boat. I don't get seasick, but in some of those videos, I might've gotten seasick if I had been on the boat. I mean, storms can be so intense, right? Um, and, and I don't know if, you know, um, it was, it's so amazing in verse 28 and says, and they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He brought them out of the, their distress uh, to a whisper. What does that remind you of? Mark four, right? He gets up, the disciples are the disciples who are fishermen 
are on the Sea of Galilee and Sea of Galilee is surrounded by mountains and there are certain seasons where a storm, a violent storm can whip up at a moment's notice. And this is what happens. And you've got fishermen saying, don't you care if we drown? <laughs> I mean, it's not like me, who oh, I'm not a fisherman. I don't, I, I, I am not used to being out on a boat in a storm, right? But they are. So this is not, wow, they're really wimping out. This is a scary storm. And what does Jesus do? He gets up and he stills the storm with three words, quiet, be still. And sometimes Jesus will do that in our storms. Sometimes they're more like Matthew 14, where there's a storm and it's scary. And Jesus is outside of the boat and Peter says, if if it's you, Lord, tell me to walk. And he does, and he sees the waves, and he sees the wind, and he sinks, right? Sometimes Jesus will um, be with us in the storm. The storm might not necessarily go away. Uh, but any way you cut it, Jesus is with us in the storm and enables us to walk through them. Um, he helps us in the storm either by calming them or enabling us to walk through them by looking at him. I don't, again, like I said, I don't know what storms you're going through. Your storms might not have anything to do with COVID. They might have everything to do with COVID. They might be somewhere in between. It's like what Mallory said. I think this has been a wearying 12 months. I saw a funny meme the other day. It says, happy, happy one-year anniversary to the two-week lockdown, right? I mean, I think we all thought this is going to be over, right? And it just every month gets like, surely it's over now. No, it's not over yet. And I just think we're all tired. We're all this for such a time as this, we'd really rather have for such a time as that. And I think that this is such a good reminder that love rescues us in the storm. That's what it says in third Psalm in Psalm 107 verse 31. It says, let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love. And I think that that's a good reminder for us that no matter where we are, God's love is right there. We might not see it. And here are some scriptures that have really been encouraging to me. In 2 Timothy 3, it says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. And I don't mean that as a discouragement as much as we shouldn't be surprised. And yet, don't we get surprised? Sometimes we think, oh, I have had a good run. I've you know, things are just going well, and um, everything seems in my faith, in my family, and and then a difficult time comes up, and as much as we try to sometimes, try not to be, sometimes we're really surprised. And I think one of the things that's good for us to be always aware of, this this isn't heaven yet. Um, there will be terrible times in the last days. If you read through the passage, which we know and are very familiar with, where it talks about people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure, not lovers of God, um, disobedient to their parents, proud, arrogant, boastful. I mean, it just, I'm sure it describes every decade, right? I mean, people 500 years ago could have said the same thing, but certainly we could say that about our time right now. And I want to encourage you to not be surprised. Don't be surprised at difficult times. They're not fun. Like I said, for such time as that, <laughs> for such time as this, right? Um, but they're going to come. 
there's going to be mountains, there's going to be valleys, there's going to be everything in between. And um, to not be surprised. Um, I think this is a very encouraging passage in First Peter. I've been reading through First Peter and James quite a bit recently. He says, since you call on a father who judges each person's work impartially, live your time as, fe- as foreigners here in reverent fear. It helps me when I remember I'm not from here. This is not where I'm meant to stay. You know, um, Mike and I moved quite a lot, right? We learned, um, uh, I learned two languages. I mean, I spoke French fairly well and I learned Portuguese. I, I learned enough Swahili in Nairobi to make sure I wasn't cheated at the marketplace, but Mike Mike learned Swahili to be able to preach and to lead Bible talks in it. So we learned a lot of languages. There were a lot of places where we didn't fit in at all. I mean, Mike was telling a story uh, yesterday at, on a class and um, about how we were in Zimbabwe and we went to church the next day. And one of the brothers said, Hey, Mike, I saw you at the soccer game at the football stadium. And Mike said, well, why didn't you come over and say hello? And he said, well, you were on the other side of the stadium, but Mike was the only white guy in a sea of Africans. And so he knew he was there. I mean, we were foreigners. We stuck out. Um, We weren't from there. And I, you know, there's a certain, level of awareness that you have when you're not from someplace and you remember where you're from. And I just want to encourage you that what we're going through right now, this isn't our final home. This isn't where we're from. And so I, I pray that that encourages you. Um, I think this is a really good verse. Um, of course, the whole Bible's great, right? But Hebrews 3 says, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion during the time of your testing in the, re- in the wilderness. I think that Satan has worked so hard over the last 12 months to harden our hearts. He always will. He'll always use different situations to make us question God in a way that is unhealthy. Um, he'll he'll want us to question people's motives and love. I think he's working to separate us, to to fill our minds with people don't care, they care. I'm so I mean, it's a lonely time, and I think it is a time of testing for all of us. Um, but I don't want to harden my heart. You know, Psalm 78 talks so much about the the Israelites were given over and over again, but it was never enough, right? Um, they got water from the rock and then they complained about not having food. And they, I mean, just, and I think that's a good, um, that's a good reminder for us to keep our hearts soft, to keep our hearts in the word, to keep ourselves open. I, I think Zoom and FaceTime, I'm, what a blessing this is. What a, I mean, I know that some of us can get Zoom fatigue, and it's funny, Mike read an article the other day that a lot of Zoom fatigue comes from actually watching yourself on the screen. So um, I, I guess we're all tired of looking at ourselves. Um but it, we can be fatigued, but wow, what a gift to be able to connect in that way. Is it ideal? Of course not. But wow, uh, I just, I feel like God um, has really gifted us with this. So I want to encourage you to keep your heart, heart soft by reading the scriptures, talking to people, being open about your feelings and what you're thinking. Um it says, I think this is very encouraging, right? In the, in, in the beginning of Titus 1, Paul is... Um, 
Paul is uh, his greeting to Titus, and he talks about in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. I just think if I focus every day some of my prayer time, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be here forever. This this is a mist. This is a whisper. It seems really, 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 really long right now, but it's not. God says it's it's like a mist. It's it, it blink of an eye. It's gonna be over. And holding on to those truths that you have the hope of eternal life. This is not. Um, you know, all of these uh, passages that talk about time, what's encouraging about that is it is that, that there's eternal life, but what we're going through right now isn't eternal, right? It's not an eternal pandemic, even though maybe feels a little bit eternal sometimes, like we, things open and then they close and things open and then they close and, but it's not, it's a time. And I think that that's very encouraging, the idea of eternal life. I love this verse. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. We know this, we know this, but I'm so glad for the reminders in the scriptures because it's easy to forget. It's easy to not practice the idea that peace doesn't come from our situation. Uh, Philippians 4, super familiar passage. Um, that peace that passes understanding doesn't come from our situations. It comes from God. Uh, But I love this. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times. So maybe you're in a moment right now where you're feeling, actually you're feeling like for such a time as this boy, I am, I'm, I'm Esther. It's epic. And I'm in all the way. And I feel like God bless you. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. Maybe you're in a time like I've been, over the last six weeks where you're like, for such a time as that, do I have to be doing this right now? And I love the fact that it is the Lord of peace that's going to give me peace at all times. And in every way, it's not going to be a situation working out. I don't, and sometimes it's not even the COVID or the pandemic, right? Maybe you have children and they're wandering. Maybe you have a difficult job situation or a different family situation or something's happening in your life that's hard. It's hard to have peace in the middle of that, right? And I just, I, I think that it's, it, the peace comes from God, who is the Lord of peace. And I love this. To me, this is one of the most encouraging such scriptures in all of the Bible. It says, you see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. God knows our times. He knows the times we're going through. God When we were powerless, at the right time, Jesus came and died for us. And to me, that's very encouraging. Um, I found, I've been reading through 1 Peter pretty much every day the last little bit because it talks about suffering. It mentions the word suffering over, it mentions it 18 times. Sometimes it's talking about our own suffering. Sometimes it's talking about Jesus's suffering. But it says in all of this, and and he's talked about, um, actually, he's, he's finished talking I'm going to open my Bible, and he's talked about um, great mercy, and he's given us new birth into a living hope, the resurrection of Jesus, an inheritance that can never perish or spoil or fade, and it's kept in heaven for us. And it's just this incredible beginning. And then in verse 6, he said, in all of this, you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. 
These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. The Bible, again, the idea of not being surprised, and Peter says that later on in the book. He says, uh, you shouldn't be surprised at the fiery trials you're experiencing. This happens when we follow Christ. But I just, I hope that you can find places to rejoice in God's mercy, in our new birth, in a living hope, the resurrection of Jesus from the dead that gives us a chance for new life, that we have an inheritance that nobody can take away from us. Um, no amount of litigation, nothing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's something that as we walk faithfully God with God, he has for us that by faith we're shielded by God's power. I love that line, right? Who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that he plans for us. And I, I found great comfort in these scriptures. I found great encouragement, great challenge um, to not, to not become somebody that's self-pitying or that I give in to my anxious thoughts, that I process them, I process them through a, a window of faith and a window of who God really is and a window of a lack of surprise that I'm going through a storm. I mean, I'm like I told you, I, I find the seed on a plane six months ahead of time. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know any of us that really love, um, I don't love trials. Um, but, uh, it, it's challenging, um, from anxiety to possibilities. Clearly Esther faced a lot of, um, anxiety and it became a possibility of saving the Jewish nation. I don't think any of us are, or maybe you are, but I don't think any of us are in quite the epic situation that she was in, but all of us face difficult times and maybe it isn't for you right now but they'll come and maybe you've just come through a difficult time and i pray that these scriptures that the perspective of what the scriptures give to us um, will really encourage your journey we are one